0: Bush and Richie here. Welcome to another episode of the Hometime Podcast. Uh, Bush, I am about to take a trip back to 1995 uh, later on this evening. Shall I tell you why? Uh, I, I've What's ve- going on? Very unlike me, I've come out without my phone charger. What I thought was my charger in my bag was actually my charger for my watch. So I have nothing to charge my phone with and I'm wow. currently on 2%. Now this is this is crazy in a number of ways. Firstly,
1: you're normally a very prepared man. know. Oh, uh, if you ever write a book about your entire career, you're gonna call it uh, what was it Belt and Braces? I <laughs> think that was the Richie First story, Belt and Braces. <laughs> secondly your bag is, is quite a big bag it, yeah. it looks like a bag that someone might come and, and fix your telephone exchange or network with like that kind of thing uh, do you know what I mean a travelling work person's bag so the fact that that's not in there is surprising as well
0: yeah my, uh, my older two kids say that I do have a bag that looks like I'm, b- I'm about to go and drive a train uh, you know like you see a train driver walking on the platform with just like <laughs> <an does>. absolutely <laughs> massive rucksack and thinking what you got in there mate but um, it, oh, i failed myself on every level the weird thing is when i leave work and then have to commute home there's like, like obviously a, a tube journey and a train journey to go got no phone it's really weird it feels like going back to a time that you and i you know remember but is a long time ago well, do you know what I used to do
1: quite a lot when I was a kid, if you were bored? on Because you used to do a lot of journeys up to uh, Liverpool and stuff to see the family. Find a bit of dirt on the window when you sat. This will work on the train. And then move your head up and down and make it look like the dirt is jumping the different uh, fences that adjoin all the different fields that you'd be flying
0: past on the train. OK, I'll give that a go as I'm going through the industrial estates of Enfield at 80 miles an hour. I'll try, <laughs> I'll try that one. How's that going to work on the tube? I think I'm going to be reading every single advert that's above people opposite. If you are and home this evening and
1: there's a fellow opposite you looking at you funny it's just Richie reading stuff
2: yeah. absolute radio they
1: asked for a podcast we told them to do it themselves
0: and here it is the hometime podcast with Bush and Richie do
1: you know what Richie's right a lot has been said in the past 24 hours lots of stuff flying around on social media people arguing and fighting and disagreeing all that kind of thing I thought I'd just weighed in with what's on my mind right now and it's this do you know what I'd love a porch I'd absolutely love a porch. Think about it, right? They look amazing. I've been walking up and down our street. I think you notice more stuff whilst you're off and you're in lockdown and everything, right? I've been walking up and down our street. Some people have got brilliant porches. And I was thinking about it. I don't think I've ever lived anywhere that's got a porch. And it must be life changing because you can keep ornaments in there maybe some of them little porcelain starfish or whatever because you've been on holiday to Catalonia. Keep your shoes in them. Some people have got little seats in them so they can, I don't know, sit and wait for the postie or something like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It, it, um, w- one other question I wanted to ask was, why is it, if you look down any street in the United Kingdom, some people got a porch, other houses no porch. Why Why the
0: haves and the haves nots? Once, once again the Home Time Show opening up dealing with the big issues, uh, big of, issues. of the day uh, I- i'll have to wade in with you here bush and say that i've had a porch once in my life and when i look have back you? on it now <laughs> i didn't use it properly i didn't <laughs> use it? it properly uh
1: all I, th- that I, I think i think people i think people who've had porches don't realize how lucky they are until they've moved somewhere which hasn't got a porch
0: all that i used it for was was letting domino's and papa john's Flyers just gather on the floor through the uh, through the letterbox, and I'd just walk over them through the porch and in. I was renting; it was a waste. And, and now I'd love a porch. This is it. I mean, I think you you know people look back on them now and think, "Man,
1: I, don't, I never." never really made the most of it, you know what I mean? And it, there's some amazing porches. I'm looking out the window right now as we're doing this show and thinking, I'd love it. I'd give give me right arm for a porch like that. And you know, with the world tearing itself apart at the moment, we're going to dedicate the first hour of our show tonight here on Home Time specifically to porch chat. So look, if you have a porch, maybe you've done it up. Maybe you, you're like Richie there and you've had one and you've never really taken it to the level to which it's kind of deserved. Get in touch with us tonight because we'd love to hear about it. Some of the tweets I've been getting back already on what people have done with their porches is next-level stuff.
0: <laughs> Adam is saying that he has a porch and it's it's normally just full of parcel, parcels. He says, please don't tell any criminals. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think you're being a bit sketchy with uh, with your details, Adam. I think you're all right at this stage. But, I mean, with with all the deliveries that we've been having during this, yeah. this last year, it's handy to have a porch just to, to host your cardboard boxes in, isn't it?
1: Even just take your relationship with the, uh, the postie to the next level and be your own concierge. You could open the window and sign them in or something as if it's the front office of a warehouse. You know, wear a high-vis vest. Uh, Ryan says it's uh, for us like an airlock system. If you're in lockdown, we had groceries dropped in for non-infected times. It works as a highly secure concierge system. There you go. He does exactly the same thing.
0: This is brilliant. Look, if if you've got some intel on this uh, on this porch phenomenon that is is kicking off on the first day of the show tonight, do get in touch with us. Fabiana's tweeted and
1: sent a photo of her porch. You've never seen anything like this. Uh, it's kind of like um, all marble and that, and it, it, it has in it what appears to be a, like a chair that you get in like a church or a
0: chapel. It looks like a sauna in a five-star hotel. I've never seen anything like it in life. <laughs> uh, Mark says we used to have an open porch log store for the fire. Lifestyle choice. <laughs> Dude, so
1: he does look. I've seen this as well right, where people will stack up their logs for their wood burner in their open porch that's asking for people robbing that isn't it Nicking stuff
0: plus as well you're going to get damp wood then it's not going to burn is it
1: (laughs) does not need that Ginger Geek has been on Twitter and says uh, his cat eats
0: his dinner in our porch what a waste of a porch for a cat's restaurant it's absurd (laughs) Uh, it's the uh, piece of home furnishing that everyone is talking about Beverly tell us about your porch
2: Well, I wouldn't, I would definitely not buy a house without a porch or at least somewhere where you can buy one, where you can build one because it's a fantastic place to take your wellies (laughs) off. I bought one of those welly removers. So I've got my welly boot thing on the floor, green one. I didn't get a a bug looking one. Um, Yeah, so it's got umbrellas it's got my dog leads in there um, so beverly
1: am i right in saying that you cannot imagine life without a porch
2: no definitely not a porch is is absolutely vital for any well especially if you've got dogs
0: Beverly oh, I want to ask God. a question I want to play devil's yeah. advocate but I I really I'm paranoid that I'm going to come across rude and it's not a, I don't think this is a question I should be asking a lady but I want to ask does your porch smell because like if you if you're just keeping <laughs> if you're just keeping wellies and wet dog towels in there that could onk. <laughs> it it could but
2: you know especially I think in today's environment <laughs> where everything's been Clean to the ninth degree of of separation where you've had so much bleach and god knows what else disinfectant. No, yeah, I mean, you regularly change the dog towels, you don't leave them to like stay there, you just don't, you kind of clean them off. And then well, you take the towel and shove it in the washing machine. But what you, a fantastic start to your week, on Beverly. Back.
1: What a fantastic start to your week to have that question asked of you on a national radio show.
0: So we'll we'll
1: we'll, we'll give you our blessing and we'll leave you with that. A little bit like Derek Cora wishing a spirit on to the next book. We'll leave you there.
0: Yes, Bush and I are both very jealous of people that have a porch. But Elle is hanging on, says there's another side to it. Tell us what happened.
2: So when I was little, my parents had a porch built on the front of their house. Right. someone someone's
0: doing it right for
1: themselves.
2: Yeah, well, you know that's uh, living the life in the 1980s. Um, <laughs> so it was an old 1930s house, and when they built this porch on the front, um, nobody realised that we had an ant's nest under the front step.
0: Oh, so
2: <laughs> a couple of days every year, when you when the flying ants come out, of course they all came out inside the porch. Oh, so the windows of this double-glazed porch which absolutely covered <laughs> in flying ants for a couple of days.
1: It, it reminds me of the scene from the Amateurville Horror when all the flies try and get that vicar when he's having a look around in the top bedroom. <laughs> yeah.
2: For all
0: wow. the uh, for all the coveting of uh, porches that we've had in the first hour of the show, this is the other side now, isn't it? It is. Well, it's well, that's the possessed I thought. porch. When
2: I heard everybody talking about how great their porches were, I thought you needed to know that, you know, it's not all good.
0: Grass yes. is always greener on the other side of the porch. Yeah, it's been a busy Monday. Uh, newsrooms across the country, I'm sure, have been very busy uh, with plenty to be dealing with, uh, including this news. And uh, it's it's not often we keep you up to date with business news on the show. Um, however, uh, the shoe shop. Uh, Shoe Zone uh, has announced uh, a new appointment to its uh, board of directors as finance director today Uh, the shop Shoe Zone has appointed Terry Boot unbelievable (laughs) Bush that's not even half of it (laughs) Terry Boot has been taking over uh, the role from Peter Foot Get out of town. Now I promise you, I promise you. Peter Foot has stepped down as finance director of Shoe Zone, and Terry Boot no. has has taken over.
1: So have they got have they got like a, a French uh, governor called
0: Philippe Flop? Because if that's the case, someone's <laughs> pulling our leg. Excuse the pun. Um, it would be remiss of us not to invite you to get in touch if you are somebody or you know somebody who is in a job. Uh, and your name is very much suited to the job that you are doing. It's going to take some beating for Terry Boot and uh, Peter Foot <laughs> uh, on the boards at Shoe Zone. But we would love to hear from you tonight. Uh, is it nominative determinism? Is that what we're talking about here? That is indeed the name given to this, uh, this phenomenon, yeah. That uh, you're given the name and it actually leads you that way in your life, yeah.
1: Well, and we just want to put it out there as well. Sometimes, like, your name might be good for your job, like if you've got something to do with feet and you work in a shoe place, great. But sometimes your name might be, like, bad news for a job. Maybe you're, like, your name's Gary Crash and you're a driving instructor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for example, uh, our mate Mark, yeah. his mum is a nurse, uh, and his surname's Young, so her name's Di Young. You don't really want that name if no. you're a nurse, do you know what I mean? So it swings around about, doesn't it, do you know
0: what I mean? It's started already. Uh, We've got Matt hanging on. Matt, who do you know?
1: Well, I used to work with an anesthetist called Dr Sleep. <laughs> Whoa, he sounds like someone out of, like, a Marvel thing. <laughs> is that for real?
2: I, yeah, no, it's for real. I also worked with another um, person who became a GP who was called Dr Coffin.
0: could go into business with dr sleep actually
2: Yeah. yeah 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 he was um very aptly named
0: Matt, they're brilliant. Thank you very much, fella.
1: Owen Richards has tweeted to say, did you know that Chris Moneymaker won the 2003 World Series of Poker in Las Vegas, netting $2.5 million? It's uh, nominative determinism.
0: Some of these are so absurd you almost don't want to believe them. Uh, Connor, uh, tell us about yours. So When I was at university in Plymouth,
1: in our halls, the head of maintenance was called Trevor Quaintance. <laughs> Which was very funny. We always used to laugh at that. And then we later found out that the head of security was called Mike McCurity.
0: Oh, wow. Come so on.
1: Trevor Quaintance and Mike McCurity, the security team at Plymouth Uni- University. <laughs>
2: yes, maintenance and security. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant.
1: Superb, Connor. Cheers for that fellow. We've got Susie on the line. Susie, you've got a good one for us.
2: So my name is Susie Woods. Mm-hmm. I'm a shoe designer and I used to work for Terraland. <laughs>
1: Timberland, it's there's the wood bad. connection there. Susie Wood, it all kind of makes sense. Thanks.
0: yeah. So is this <laughs> something that came complete. up with, with HR at the interview process, Susie?
2: I kind of think it might have given me the edge. I think they thought, <laughs> I thought that would look good on a business card, I think.
0: <laughs> Robbie says, I served in the army with a chap whose surname was Sergeant. When he got promoted to the rank of Sergeant, it meant he was Sergeant Sergeant. Whoa! Bob
1: says, I went to Woodway Park School in Coventry in the mid-70s. Mr Wood was head of woodwork. Mrs French was head of languages. You're not going to believe this, folks. Mr Moses
0: was head of RE. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, One of our safety managers for our construction site is called Justin Sandals, says Salmon Hull.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this one says, good evening, gentlemen. My name is Bruce Waters
0: and I work for Thames
1: Water. What about that? Uh, Alan has sent a very interesting text in he's a bit confused whilst listening to the show he says
0: guys I'm a bit confused about this shoe zone thing does that now mean that the boot is on the other foot <laughs> <got a> point. <laughs> Mikey says and this is a great way to end it David Beckham was born in Whips Cross Hospital that is now taking it to another level <laughs>
1: So on Friday on this show, we do think, a thing called Weekend Cliffhangers. Uh, and It really reminds me of... Um, I don't know if anyone remembers this. I used to watch a TV show called Rocket Man when I was a kid, right? Uh, and he was a black and white, it was from the black and white era it was on Saturday mornings and he always ended up, he had like a leather jacket and a tin helmet on and he always ended up on a proper cliffhanger and you thought, oh my god, he's gonna. what's going to happen to him, I have to find out tomorrow it. and they played out the next day and he was always fine, and that's kind of what weekend cliffhangers is like a little bit, you tell us someone on a Friday night, something that might be happening that we need to find out about and check in on on, Mon- on Monday's show, and that's what we're going
0: to do for you right now. And so far do you know what, thinking about it, over the weeks that we've done this everything has always been fine, which is, which is good, but like going into it on a Friday they they are all legitimate cliffhangers and and we have had quite a couple of cliffhangers to uh, to be looking forward to over this weekend. So in a minute we'll uh, we'll try and catch up with uh, Matt uh, and his MOT drama uh, from Friday. But first up it's it's Fleur uh, who we spoke to on Friday. You may remember Fleur, <laughs> Fleur is waiting to pass some kidney stones. Um, Fleur is hanging on. How are you, Fleur?
2: I'm all right. <laughs> Would you like to know what happened over the weekend?
1: Well, we, we that, that's the whole point of getting back in touch with you this evening. We're trying to tell from your voice whether you still sound pained or you sound a bit relieved. I'd say she sound, re, sounds a bit relieved, Richie. What
0: do you reckon? There's a spring in her step. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm hoping that Fleur has passed her is, stones.
2: I have. There's a spring in my step and a wiggle yeah. in my tail. <laughs>
0: Yay! Hey. I don't know what the next follow-up question is reasonable
2: yeah. to be. <laughs> I'm not sure, is it? I was going to tell you that I expected it to be like chucking a load of fishing weights down the toilet, but it was more like a sort of pinball within porcelain. Oh,
1: wow! That must have been an amazing noise to be part of when that was going on—like a little hailstone type vibe going on on the porcelain. It,
2: it was. It was. It was just like a little, a little song of happiness because it was all gone. <laughs>
1: Are <laughs> you not know, tempted to keep them, though? I, I, I feel you've missed the trick of not having them in a little glass container you can bring
0: okay. out at dinner parties. Oh,
2: no, too glad to see the back of it. I don't want to keep it. <laughs>
0: Remind me to not look too much bush on your <laughs> shelves the next time I'm round at your place. <laughs>
1: I'm just so chuffed for Fleur, who passed her kidney stones. Been worrying about that
0: all weekend. Yes, I've been worried about Fleur. I, I have been equally worried about Matt, uh, listener Matt, whose car was going in for an MOT uh, over the weekend. Do you remember? He, he hadn't driven it for ages and had taken it out for a little drive on Friday's show and had heard us and, 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 and talked about it. The he, we- um, he, he had kids on the way, didn't he? He was getting he a car did. ready for the arrival of a baby. He did. He was, uh, he was worried about the, the financial burden of, of, of kids being on the way and hoping that the car wasn't going to add to that. Bush, sadly, uh, been trying to get hold of Matt here in the studio and uh, he's not picking up, which, which leads us to worry that it's not gone well for the MOT test and he's, and he's kind of like hiding from it.
1: Unless he's done his little, like, solo Thelma and Louise and on Friday he just kept driving.
0: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Hiding out in a motel somewhere. Uh, so so maybe this is a storyline that will pay off, but for, for the moment we're all kept in suspense as to whether Matt's car has indeed passed its M.O.T. test. Absolute Radio. The
2: Home Time Podcast
1: with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Oh, do you know what? During that song, the pennies just dropped, someone's just dawned on me and I literally could smack my head on this desk. What's happened? It turns out I've agreed for us to do, we have got to have to be very diplomatic here, a va- family Zoom video catch-up thing this evening straight after the show mm-hmm. and I've just remembered that it's the Everton game this evening they're playing Chelsea at the moment yeah and that means I was I means I can't watch the second half because by the time the show finishes at seven because obviously I'm not going to keep an eye on the game whilst we're whilst we're broadcasting of course it not. Of course. would be unprofessional it, yeah I, do you I, know what I mean
0: I would have expected that I, I do you know what, what you need to do is you need to do what I do and that is put fixtures in your diary I put all Arsenal's fixtures in my diary I mean obviously I'm not going to any at the moment but at least I know they're playing so that I I don't double why, book myself. Why do you do that? Then I know that I'm going to be in front of the telly to watch it.
1: That's a good point because I am always like, oh no, I've double booked myself with this, particularly with Everton, and and the fixtures are all over the place at the moment, aren't they? A little bit kind of yeah. crazy. So uh, that's quite weird to put in your diary, though. Like, is it? Well, well, if you've got a day of a diary, yeah, do you put it all day or at the top, or no. do you put it on its actual hours? In
0: this case, I would have put in 6 p.m. football match. Okay. Uh, to be
1: fair, I'll take that. I'm going to I've got me file of facts in front of me now. I might obviously concentrate on the show, but maybe I'll bring up the rest of the season's fixtures and go from there.
0: It doesn't appear to be that weird. Uh, John says this is completely normal. I have all the Formula 1, all the Formula E and all the British Touring Car Championship races in my calendar. That's great, John. Do you have any time left for family and friends? <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's
1: your podcast spare a thought for Richie this evening he's got to go home without uh, any entertainment on his phone but this is a good point maybe we should open this up to our amazing home time show listeners and podcast listeners if you have any games that you play that have got now to do with technology but it's the way you entertain yourself uh, when you're out and about because I know people aren't commuting and stuff at the moment but when, maybe even when you were out and about uh, get in touch with us home time at absolutely.co.uk
0: the other thing is because we're in the midst of a pandemic and like there's not many people on public transport it's not even anyone to talk to I can't even strike up a conversation as like you know that weird bloke on his own who starts talking to strangers can't even do that tell me please tell me that
1: you don't normally talk to people you don't know on trains and
0: oh yeah and I think I've got a disarming smile but behind a face mask you can't even smile at people honestly watch this space you're going to read in
1: a couple of years time it's some kind of thing about a court case and disarming smile <laughs> to do with Richie Fur is going to be in there front page news thank you you've been listening to the home time show on absolute radio when you go home you've been listening to the home time show the, the last bit, bit of no guarantee. be soon may your tea will come you can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. bottoms until then we'll play you songs so and maybe, maybe send, you send you a tea towel bowl. the home time show is about the S6 loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. In the home time shall we speak of pundit shoes and, and a last The owner soon may your tea will come. You can, can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play, we'll play you, you songs and, and maybe, maybe send you a tea towel. towel.